you didn't tell me you guys were repping your teams, I would have. You didn't tell me, I would have also won my Arsenal JC. Oh, why are you making mockery of my team? Hallelujah. I know Arsenal is the only team that went a whole season unbeaten. Nobody has ever done that. So those of you who are Latter-day Saints, you are now joining the new teams. When we were winning trophies, some of your teams were in relegation. Amen. Yeah, but we'll come back. And Koyemo, but maybe next season, the grace will locate us. Hallelujah. Come on, put your hands together for Jesus. Amen. It's always a privilege, a humbling one, of course, to always come here to fellowship with you. It's, it's a humbling privilege, as I said it, and I, I don't take it for granted at all. And I want to especially bring greetings from my father, your father, the campus pastor. Oh, I appreciate you putting your hands together. Hallelujah. In fact, when he called me to come and stand in for him, I could feel the disappointment that he would not be able to make it. In fact, he, he, he misses being here, and he told me, look, Apostle, I, I, I think the next time, no matter what it is that I'm doing, I have to be here myself. But for other competing priorities, equally important assignments, he would have been here himself. But he prayed for me. He laid his hands on me, so I'm here with his graces. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm here with his graces to impart you. So once again, shall we honor our father? Shall we? Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We honor him. Praise God. And I also want to honor the executives, our presidents, our vice, our prayer secretaries, and all the executives. Put your hands together for them. They are doing an amazing job. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And to all of you, all of you, come on, put your hands together for yourself. Praise God. Something more than God. I got something more than God. Something more than God. I got something more than God. If all I have is Jesus, I've got, got something, something more than God. I can it to the world. Jesus is more than God. Oh, something more. I've got some 
Come on, put your hands together for Jesus. Come on, I appreciate Jesus. Those of you who know me a little bit, you know that I love to pray more than I preach. My life is built around prayer. I am not really somebody who loves to preach. Yeah? If you take preaching away from me, you've not done anything to me. You can take it. The whole year I don't preach, I don't have a problem. But if you take prayer away from me, I will shoot you. I'll come after you because my life is prayer. And one of my strongest points, and let me tell you, one of the greatest warfare you can engage in with the devil is to worship. Worship is the greatest weapon you can unleash to the devil. You know why? Because the worshiping we are doing now is what he was doing when he was Lucifer. Now, if I sack somebody from a position, right? So I'm a CEO, I run my own company. If I fire somebody, the rational and sensible thing is that I replace the person with another person. Are you with me? Okay. But you see, when the devil was fired from his position, Lucifer was fired from his position in heaven. He wasn't replaced with another archangel. But God decided that, okay, this time around, I am going to replace him with an army of people. I'm going to replace him with my creation. That is why the devil is fighting you, no. The reason he's fighting you and I is because you have taken his position. Now he can no more lead the worship and worship God. But you and I have taken over his position. That's the beginning of the fight. But he's already lost. Because anytime you and I lift up our voices and worship, the only thing God cannot do for himself is to worship himself. But worship is so important to him. That is why he says that even if you don't worship, I will raise the stones to worship. But any true worshiper that knows how to worship, you will enter the very inner part of the heart of God. That is why I know what we just did over here. The heavens are open. Oh, somebody who shouted an amen. May it be so for you. I mean, the heavens are open. The heavens are, I, I feel it so strongly in this place. I know I'm left with some few minutes to be done, but I, I just want you to take very cognizance of the fact that the presence of God is so much here in this place. Hallelujah. Presence of God is so much here in this place. This morning I'm here to touch briefly on the power of the cross. The power of the cross. But anything can happen in this service. Hallelujah. Anything can happen. 
Okay, I, 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 sometimes you, you, you script it out and you come and the spirit leads and takes over. But the spirit of the prophet is always subject to the prophet. So you, even if the spirit takes over, you don't take things for granted. Hallelujah. But I know that God is going to touch somebody significantly before you leave this place. Hallelujah. Look, let me tell you something. See. I was telling a friend of mine who just won a $25 million contract about three months ago. We had a meeting and I was telling him. And I realized his attitude towards God, his attitude towards church has changed. And when I asked him, he was like, bro, you know, I mean, I need to do everything possible to execute this contract. And and I asked him, why do you want to be the richest man in the cemetery? He was like, yeah. Why do you want to be the richest man in the cemetery? That will write on your grave. Among all the people who are buried here, you are the richest. It's useless, isn't it? That you chase and chase and chase. What is 25 million? It's a lot of money. But that should never be sacrificed for that which is most important. I turned 41 years last two weeks, last three weeks or so, 12th of June. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an old man, except that I look young. Because I, I take very good care of myself. And the grace of God above all is upon me. <laughs> yeah, but you see, people of God, one day you will be at my age. The way you are looking so nice. So skinny. so masculine one day you have your father's pot belly soft you see you are laughing it looks so far away from you but hey one day one day that your father's pot belly you have been laughing at your father didn't only have six packs at your age. He had ten packs. You see, that flat tummy, that flat tummy, that you look at your mommy's tummy and say, ah, mommy, can't you do something about your tummy? Hey. It's a word, isn't it? Hey. Her tummy was flatter. Your mother, if you like, go and look at her pictures in her heydays. She was more beautiful than you. But Daniel 2.21 says, For God changes the times, the season. The times and the seasons will change for all of us. And it will change for the better. 
One day your children will look at your picture and say, ah, mommy, is that you? When you were singing in the car, is that you? When you were dancing, what happened to you? You tell her, him or her, you don't know. The point I'm trying to put across to you is that life is seasonal. It's transitional. Look, I used to have six packs. Now it's not bad because I, I work out a lot at the gym. That's the only way I can keep fit. But you see, I used to be a serious footballer. So far as I'm concerned. <laughs> oh yeah. Serious defender. Challenge team captain. Don't go there. But what happened along the way? The times and the seasons changed. Recently, I was jogging on the mountains. I used to jog a lot on the Bree Mountains in the morning before I go to work. I mean, exercise is kind of like part of my life. I enjoy it. Maybe I'm addicted to exercise. But I realized that my endurance level had reduced. I used to be an athlete. I used to be a 200-meter runner. I mean, I ran till national. 200 meters, 400 meters. Relay, football, volleyball, everything. And by the grace of God, the brain too, the Lord has endowed me with it. So no matter what, when I go and do all those things, I still come and then I'm intact. I'm sorted. But days, I struggle to do the things I used to do. Why? The times and the season has changed. But there is one thing that is intact. All that I'm trying to let and draw your knowledge and your attention to is that, you see, gradually we are getting to our expiring date. That is a sad reality. You know the reason why I told you that I was 41 years some few weeks ago? Sometimes, listen, when you are celebrating your birthday, eh, it's exciting, it's wonderful. They organize a surprise party for me, my sons in the Lord, my father, and then my, my wife, my kids, presents and everything, my, my employees, they brought so much. But on the flip side, you know what came to my mind? I could still remember vividly on my 22nd birthday, something happened and it was just like yesterday in my mind. 
What it means is that whilst I'm excited that I've attained a particular age, it also means that I am a year closer to my expiry date. If God says, I am going to expire on this earth at the age of 90, and today I am 41, It means one year has been taken away from the years I'm supposed to live on this earth. So whilst we are all excited about birthday, how many of you are celebrating your birthday today? Oh, happy birthday. Come on, let's put our hands. Let's appreciate it. Happy birthday. Blessed birthday. Remember, come before I go, let me touch you, birthday celebrants. Let me pray for you. Yeah. But whilst we celebrate you, I want you to know that it means you are growing. You are nearing your expiring date. The number of years that you're going to, and in fact, all of you, you are going to live very long. In Jesus' name. I declare over your life that none of you will die before your time. No spirit of untimely death can cut short and truncate your life. In Jesus' mighty name. The question I want to, you to ask yourself is that for the rest of your life, how well are you living it? We are talking about the power of the cross. The essence of the cross and the salvation where Jesus Christ has come to accomplish for us. What Jesus came to do for us is not just for us to live here on earth and that is the end. At the end of the day, there is a place we are destined to go. And that should be at the front banner every time in our lives. Young men and women of substance, great men, I'm, I am preaching to this morning, it's a privilege because I, I, I can sense in the realms of the spirit that these are great and noble men and women world changes, life changes, destiny changes, CEOs, MPs, presidents, prime ministers, professors, vice chancellors that I am preaching to this morning. It's a privilege. They read my profile. They said, I, I am the CEO of the biggest fertilizer manufacturing company in Ghana. To the glory of God. But what is biggest fertilizer company if I go to hell? How many souls has the biggest fertilizer company won for Christ? So whilst we pursue the things of life, 
whilst you pursue your academics. And I pray that this semester will be the best ever for you. I pray that by the time you exit the four walls of this institution, God will give you the direction and the place to go. God will order your steps and lead you to the right place. I just want to let you think a little bit for a while. People of God, life is exciting. It's so exciting. But sometimes the reality hits you and hits us. Once upon a time, you were in primary school, isn't it? Can you still remember your primary school days? Can you just cast your mind back and try to remember some of your friends that are, no, are not here with you? Probably the others are in tech, UCC, other places, polytechnics, training colleges and all that. You still remember them? Then you went to GHS. You remember your mates at GHS? At least you have your GHS platforms on WhatsApp, isn't it? Yeah. Then your secondary school. You have your mates out there. It's exciting. Sometimes you throw some pictures on the platforms. And you look at yourself. And you even struggle to identify yourself in the picture. today you are here. One day I look at an old picture of mine. Oh. When I saw the picture, I shout the blood of Jesus. I said, no, that's not me. First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 18. For the power of the cross, the story and the message, I like the amplified. The story and the message of the cross is shared absurdity and folly to those who are perishing and their way to perdition. But to us who are being saved, it is the manifestation of the power of God. All these things will go one day. But the cross that Jesus, fast forward, died on for you and I, is supposed to remain permanent both physically and spiritually in our lives. It should serve as a reminder for you and I. Whilst we pursue the things of this life, you are currently in the premier university of Ghana and it's exciting, but you will not stay here forever. You will be out over there to, to make impact, to impact the world you have been trained to impact. But whilst you are doing that, gradually you are wearing away. Where and tear will catch all of you. And that time will come when if Christ tarries in our lifetime, 
though say dust to dust, earth to earth. That is not the cessation of life. There is a life that is thereafter. After you have achieved everything, look, let me tell you, you have no excuse not to make it in this life. By the graces of God upon all the men of God that come to minister to you and the impact that we make on your life, you are supposed to be 10 times better and go further than some of us. And that is the grace I unleash upon your life. But whilst you do that, know that one day we'll come to the point and say, earth to earth, dust to dust. I was telling my church recently that it gets to a point in life you can't backslide. Even if you decide to backslide, you do not. Because when you backslide, the devil will not even accept you. You know why? Because he cannot trust you. You know why he cannot trust you? He will think you are coming to spy on him. So you better don't backslide. Because you cannot. All I'm trying to let you understand is that we should not risk our salvation for the things that we are pursuing in this life. Let, let me tell you, Solomon says something very profound. I agree with him partly and some of them I don't. He calls a lot of the things vanity upon vanity. He made it vanity. Because he allowed the things of, those, the, of this world to ruin his life. But the very things of the world that he called vanity can be useful to win many for the kingdom. I used to, I come from a very poor background. A lot of you have been born with silver spoons. Some of us clay spoons, but we don't have. We were born with nothing, but we were born with Jesus Christ. The best spoon they can give to people at birth or at this time is Jesus Christ. Hey. One day I'll come and sit you down and tell you my life story. I sold Kenke before. Dankongo. Those is when we were at Bubuasha Igeta. My mom used to do Kenke. And I was never shy to even carry my mommy's Kenke to the roadside to go and sell. Because you know, I don't look bad, isn't it? Those days I was very handsome. These days, it's quite bad. The, the issues of life. <laughs> I used to be very handsome, tall, lanky guy. And I was very sharp at school. So the girls liked me. So sometimes even when I'm carrying the cane for my mother, oh, when I see the girls, they'll even come and take it. Enjoy it, 
to let you understand it. Now listen. Today, fast forward in all humility. You know the reason why some of somebody like me, I can never be proud. Hey, I look at my past. There's nothing to be proud of except Jesus Christ. I know the day pride will enter my heart, God will kill me. Look, it is not about, we didn't come this, one day somebody looked at my skin and said, at church, he said, ah, you there, you are Dada B, look at your skin. I said, Dada what? I'm the last born of 10 children. I'll be in shock. So imagine what we went through growing up. But you see, God will always have a plan for your life. And I know he has a plan for you as well. All I'm trying to let you understand this morning in the next five minutes, I guess, even though you took some of my time to dance, don't worry. The dancing is also very important. I wish I could dance like some of you. trying to let you understand this morning people of God is that everything we are pursuing in this life in this life without Christ is vanity the degrees they mentioned they read my profile I have three master degrees it's just that I didn't want to I don't like PhD honestly in all humility that's me please if you want to pursue it I don't know what PhD will do for me where I am currently. So that is me. But pursue it if you, that's what you want. I chatted, I was one of the youngest chartered accountants in my time, SCCA. Chatted. I mean, I wrote papers and it was like that. First degree in accounting, MSc, accounting, MBA finance, MBA. All these certificates have never won a single soul. For Christ. And none of these certificates will qualify me to heaven. None. I will not reach heaven's gate and God will say, oh, you were the CEO of the largest fertilizer company and for that matter, enter heaven. What? We cannot buy salvation with money. We work at it. So he said, work out your own salvation with what? Fear and trembling. People of God, whilst you are here, please remember your salvation. Don't lose it for the things of this world. We are in the world. You see, I, I want to talk, to, I am talking to you as, as my little sisters and my little brothers. Okay. Whilst we are here, let's do our very best not to lose out on the, our own salvation. Listen, whilst I close, hell is not made for any of us. The original intent of God, God creating hell is for the devil and those angels that rebel against God in heaven. They are the ones meant for hell. 
So, First John chapter 2, verse, I think 2 or so, it said, Jesus Christ died for the sins of the whole world. Everybody's sins had been paid for. The only thing you need is that you need to receive, for he is the propitiation for our sins. And not ours only, but also for the sins of what? The whole world. So, anybody... Do you know the reason why sometimes we say that the wicked live longer than the, 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 uh, the unwicked? It's because God will always give them a long rope. God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. Hell is not for any of these people, any of us. It's for the devil. So anybody who doesn't accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, it means you belong to the other side. is why he came to die on the cross. It was a painful death. The next question you ask is, so how do we balance it? Pursuing our academics, pursuing our careers. A lot of you, you are here already, you are thinking of marriage. No, it's not a bad thing, no. No, on a more serious note. I mean, thinking of it means that you are praying to God about it. Ah. And you have already spotted somebody. Charlie, it not be true. Ah. The way he talks, it be true. It means say, Charlie. years back when I was struck by you see those days there's Charlie you know you don't even have the thing that you the chop that you won't pray for you won't marry somebody in daughter come out oh I married at the age of 34 and I felt that was a failure yeah I really wanted to marry before the age of 30 but to God's to the glory of God so it is not it's not wrong when you when you get things right but at the end of the day don't let that become the priority of your salvation. Marriage can make you heaven. Marriage can make you hell. It is not the ultimate. But the cross of Jesus Christ, what he came to do and died on the cross. I love First Corinthians whilst I closed there's a, a scripture in First Corinthians. Um, Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. That's a scripture I close on and I pray for you. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For our sake. Let's read together. Ready, go. Okay, is it, Amplify is so confusing. So put it in New King James or King James so that those plenty words will be taken out. Yes. Um, 
King James or New King James? Okay, ready, go. Who knew no sin to be what? Sin for us, hold it there. Jesus Christ, before he went on the cross, you know this, what he sent to the cross? Our sins. Because he himself didn't have sin. But it is only the sinner that is crucified on the cross. But for him to qualify to be crucified on the cross, he has to take upon himself, you and I, our sins. Other than that, he couldn't have qualified to go to the cross. The sin that should have taken you, me, you, to the cross, he took it and sent it there. So that that sin, nothing will take you and I to the cross again. So that you and I will have a perfect, clean way to heaven. Secondly, that sin that will take anybody to the cross, that will eventually lead the person to hell, he took it and went to hell on our behalf. Because he's the only one who can go to hell and come back. When you and I go to hell, we cannot come. Now, in his righteous state, listen to me and listen real good. In his righteous state, he couldn't have gone to hell. Hell will not accept him. Because hell doesn't accept the righteous. Hell accepts. Because he needed to go to hell and transact a business on behalf of you and I, he took upon himself our sin. Because he said, look, if I go to hell, death cannot hold me. Satan cannot hold me. The, the but you, when you go there, they will hold you. You can't come back. He took it there. Our sins there for three days. Told the devil, this is the sin that should have brought Maui to hell. But if that sin brings him to hell, he can't come out. But I have brought his sins to hell and I've deposited it here. What it means is that there is no way Maui should come to hell. I brought his sins and keep it. But you cannot hold me. I am going back. On the third day, he resurrected. sins have already been paid for. All I am pleading with you and I'm appealing to your conscience and to you this morning is that don't let the things that we pursue in this life rob us of the, th the greater things that we are going to enjoy in heaven. Let me tell you hey Risk everything to make heaven know. What did I say? Risk everything. Risk everything. This world, eh, sometimes is so deceptive. I'm telling you. Look, I used to be like, anytime those days, when I see a plane, an aeroplane, hey God, when? Growing up. Eesh. 
will I even, even see one physically at the airport? Get closer to the gate of the airport. Today, the glory of God in all humility. There is no single continent on this earth that I have never stepped foot on. I was supposed to travel two weeks ago. I kept postponing it, postponing it. Look, the things that you are building fantasies around there, you get, I mean, it will, it go over you. That lady you are spotting and you think that, oh, for this lady, she's the one I have to marry. You, marry, you will be used to her. You'll be used to her. You'll be used to him. Ah, that song that you are waiting for that they play for you so that you walk on the aisle. Oh, you're even, you're even very benevolent. You've given me five more minutes. Ah, I'm serious. You'll be used to it. It go over you. But the only thing that cannot over you is your salvation in Jesus Christ. That's why I love the song you guys are something more than gold. It's more than gold. We are not carrying gold. The gold, you know, gold is very treasured on this earth. Right? Very treasured. I mean, I used to work in a in a mine, the world's biggest mining company as a treasurer. Oh yeah. That's what I, I, I tell you. I've traveled every well, name the major countries, Australia, New Zealand. <laughs> How many of you know there's a country called Tuvalu? Have you heard it before? Tuvalu. Yeah, there's a country called Tuvalu. What about Samoa? Have you heard Samoa before? You see, you're asking yourself, are, are these countries? Yes, they are countries. That is the extent to which I've traveled extensively. I've worked in the biggest gold mining company. I was the one selling the gold. I was the one receiving because I was the treasurer. Gold is so valuable, it's so precious. When we are going to sell the gold, when they are carrying the gold away, you know, you need military men, macho, masculine guys. They will guard the gold with all their life with guns. Because if somebody robs one bar, but you know, the towels we are going to walk on in heaven. The thing that we value so much on this earth, the quarter, the asphalt, or whatever, the bitumen we are going to walk on in heaven is gold. Is, is, is gold. And indeed, God will not allow Galapise. Charlie, Charlie, 
imagine the streets of Accra. <laughs> hey, I, 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 if I, I prophesy with my eyes open, if the streets of even campus is made of gold, a lot of you will backslide. You will defy your course and start doing galamise. But there will be no galamise in heaven. It means that the things, all I'm trying to point you, see, the things that we treasure so much on this earth with our life is worthless in heaven. That's what we're going to walk on. So why wouldn't you risk everything to go there? Risk it all to go. I pray for you. I understand you did some mission work. How many of you are here for the first time? Oh, come on. Appreciate them. Rise up. We love you. Please rise up. Can you come forward? Can you come forward? Oh, goodness. Put your hands together. Clap for them. Ah. Come on, keep appreciating them. Keep appreciating them. Wow. Wow. Keep appreciating them. Oh, come on. Do it for them. Give them an AGCM welcome. If you stand up for them, God will stand up for you. Clap for them. Clap for them. Appreciate them. Applaud them. Wow. 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 These are great men and women. Come on, come on, come on. Come here, come here, come here. Wow. Look at them. You know what? See, we love you by force. Hey, we love you. Don't worry, even if they don't love you, we. I love you too much. We cherish you. Let me tell you, you are in the best place ever. You are in the best campus fellowship ever. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you. And you see, today you are here for the first time. But... Your names are already recorded in heaven. Your names are already registered. Once you get the forms, and we want to use time twice, lift up your two hands whilst I pray for you, those of you standing in front. Can you face me? Can you turn and face me? Can you turn and face me? I lift up strong prayer. Those of you at the back, stretch your hands towards them. Ah. Yeah, yeah, ho. 
pray the breath of God over all of you. Fresh breath. This semester will be the best ever for you. That which you could not achieve in the previous semesters, this semester you will achieve and overachieve. All your ways are blessed. You are protected on every side. The Lord bless you and bless you and bless you beyond measure. I pray that the heavens above will open for you. I pray that you will make impact in this school and in the life after this place. And I declare nothing will cause you to lose God. Nothing will cause you to be derailed. Nothing will cause you to lose track of that which the Lord has called you to be. I bless all of you this morning. I pray that may your hearts be preserved. Your parents at home be preserved. Your siblings be preserved. Everything that concerns you be preserved. gentleman waving you. Follow. Let's appreciate them while they go. Let's appreciate them while they go. your steps even in this school
steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. May the Lord order your steps. Your steps be ordered every day. I bless you. And may you never forget the significance of the cross of Jesus Christ. That in all you're getting in this school and the life after, you will not lose sight of the cross that is pointing you the right direction. Father, I pray that none of these and the ones who are not here will be lost. For you have given them to us. Keep them in the power of your name. Protect them. Jesus mighty. Amen. God bless you.